Say goddamn. You said, all right, all right, all right. I said, let's do a podcast. Let's sit down. Let's get a coffee. Let's just talk about one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. With the sound, got a little podcast. Grab yourself a little coffee and a podcast. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for joining me. Um, first, how do you take your coffee? Um, mine's an oat milk flat white. Oat milk, very uh, fitnessy. Oat milk, flat white. I, <laughs> I don't do well with milk. I don't do well with milk. That's why. So. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair oat enough for me. Oat milk, nice, strong, weak. Strong as possible. Strong as better. <laughs> yeah, get you up in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Get ready for training. Um, so as a young Kane Hemmings, yes. Um, was you into any other sports growing up, uh, or was it um, always just football? I played cricket like for a couple of years when I was like, must have been like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, maybe. It's all right to be fair. Like, just enjoyed it. Like, but mm, to be honest with you, I never really took. I, I took football seriously, but it was never something I thought I would end up doing. That's that's pretty cool thing for you to say because obviously in your um your you did a, a bit for a book that one of your old coaches um wrote, and you said that mm-hmm. the the love for the game actually disappeared when you started to go into professional football because you weren't yeah. just being that young kid that yeah. could just turn up and not take it seriously. Yeah. Um, so that's quite a, a a good point for you to touch on because um. As professionals, you hear that quite a lot, and mm-hmm. that's where they all end up not going off the rails as such. And people say it's the money, it's the money, it's the money. But did you find that it was the pressure that was taken away from the love of the game? Um, like external pressures, yeah, definitely. Because I remember when I was young, say I was like, I was like fourteen, fifteen. Like lads are in academies, like getting ready to like they know they're going to go professional. I'm still playing my mates at Tamworth. Like I used to turn up on a Saturday and I genuinely didn't used to know who we're playing against. I'd just turn up and be like, all right, lads, like who, who we got today? <laughs> and just 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 loved it. Do you know what I mean? And then once you're in that um once once you're in that situation where you're having to go every day and train and it's like it's serious and like it, it it's not the the pressure is built by everyone's got something riding on it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like there's there's no passengers like it's it's dog eat dog everyone's out for themselves in in some regard and for me especially when I first went into that uh, environment I, I I struggled like my first year at Rangers I hated it I couldn't stand it like I was crying at the airport at Christmas time like saying my mom I don't want to go back like hated it so that I was but, just I was just about to ask you like what was that like going from Tamworth to Rangers because um, to me like Tamworth it, is pr- it, it, going from Tamworth to Rangers is a big move yeah well it was it was leaving school to be in full-time football and I'd never been in that environment before do you know what I mean so, so, so I literally I literally had my prom on the Saturday flew to Glasgow on the Sunday and started training on the Monday <laughs> so a big ch- like a it massive was, change from- yeah like everything changed within the space of like two days I was still finishing my exams the week before we was meant to be in training so from and tra- then you go in and like you're doing running sessions and like I didn't know any run so I used to go out for like literally 10 minutes like run around the street and think oh that'd be enough like because I'd never done a running session I didn't know what a running session was I didn't know any of this stuff 
So, so from, it was, yeah, it was a massive, it was massive. From like child to adult overnight. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly, yeah. And from, you, like you're expected to, you, I was just expected to just be able to do what everyone else was doing, like straight away. What did that? And it was like, I've never heard of a half of this stuff before. <laughs> so I just want to play football. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, how did that feel as a youngster from uh, from playing at Tamworth um, and from Burton yourself, so local yeah. uh, to Tamworth, getting that call up to make it to Rangers? Like before you've even gone there and you've your life's changed and all the pressures come. What was that feeling like? Yeah. Um, I just I, I genuinely remember just thinking like I'm going to start getting paid now. This is this is brilliant because <laughs> like, like, I, I didn't have much money growing up. Like I didn't have. Like we had everything for us, but we weren't like we weren't rich. It was just me, my mom, my brothers, and my sister. So, like we weren't rich, and I just remember thinking, "Oh, I'm like brilliant! I'm, I'm getting paid to go and play football now, like class." But then you get there, and he was like, "Oh, God, like, <laughs> all the I wish I could go home." All the pressures. So, was that after your yeah. just your first time away that you started to have the mom? I don't want to go back. Um. Yeah. So. Even when you're there, like you can't get home much. The, the, the thing that was difficult for me when I was up there was so I lived in digs with uh, six other lads, and you train all week, and at the weekend they'd all go home, and I'd just be in the digs on my own, just me and the the, the landlady. So and it's like, well, you can't drive, you're not old enough to go out, um, you're in kind of where the training ground is. It's kind of middle of nowhere, so like you can't really get about and you're just there all weekend on your own, in your own thoughts. Thinking I could be on with my mates now. You like, do you know what I mean? You're speaking to your mates at the time. It was like MSN and like, uh, black, black BBM and like, right, you're making me feel old. All, like, you're, making us, and and you're making us look uh, old now. You're making us look old now. Talk like, about yeah. MSN. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, they're all like doing stuff and I'm just there like sitting there on my own. So, when we get on to what happened in the future, in in, in uh, further on from that, obviously it was a few years on. Do you think this is where the seeds started to be sown to what ended up happening? So yeah, because yeah, because um, I got very, I got very used to and very, even now, as like not not so much now because I recognise it's not good for me, but I was very. I would revert to all, I just want to be on my own if things weren't going well, because that's how, if things weren't going well, I'd be on my own and I'd deal with it. Well, I, I weren't dealing with it, but yeah, I had to deal with it. So when I got older, I was just used to being on my own all the time, but that's not what I should have been doing. Do you know what I mean? I should have been, once you get older, I should have been... Talking. Like getting out. Yeah, talking, but like getting to see people or go and try, but I'd just like go home and lock myself away because that's what I thought I wanted to do, but it was the right thing. It weren't open. It weren't open. So young lad picked up from Tamworth, dropped in Rangers. Dream move, you'd say, at that age, really. Um, yeah, definitely. It was just a dream to, because I, I had a few offers at the time. Like I could have West Brom wanted to take me. Um, Everton wanted me to go and train before I went and train with Rangers. So there, there, there was like quite a few, like throughout the years when I was at Tamworth, there was always a few teams that wanted me. Uh, I just never wanted to go because I went to Derby when I was like um, 10 or 11. I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't really, I, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't really want to be there. So um, 
I always thought to myself from them, I'm just going to go play with my mates. Like, I'm not going to another academy again. Like, I just I want to kick a ball about. Um, but this was the first time I'd actually went to a place since and actually quite enjoyed it. I actually quite enjoyed, like, the training and, like, the... You probably... You obviously, well, I don't think you've been, but, like, the Rangers training ground, it's like you, you drive into it and it's unbelievable. Like, you walk in and just go, wow, do you know what I mean? Like, this is where I'm going to go work for the next two years. And it's... Everything about it kind of blew me away and I'd done quite well on the trials and stuff. So I was, I was actually really excited to, to go and, and, and see what it was. Yeah, you had a very, very successful career at Rangers, mm. right? So like you were coming up, you, okay, yeah. you, you said that you were struggling with being away from home and being a family man away from your family and stuff. Um, as a sorry, boy at the time. Um, yeah. Still went there and had a pretty sex, successful career. Um, yeah. You actually walked out on a Champions League game, right? With Rangers? Uh, yeah. Well, I came on. Yeah, I came on. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it as an appearance because it's in the Champions League, so what, I'm claiming it. What was that like? Like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to hear from Premiership football. I don't want to hear from all these. I want to hear from the people down the bottom who have tried their hardest and still pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah. And I, I like your story. That's why it gripped me so much. And yeah. my feelings that I've had going through walking out to certain stadiums and whatever. I never. I'm never one of the best. In, I was never one of the best in the country. I was never one of the best in the world. But I told myself I was, and I, th I felt like I was. So, like, what was that feeling like mm -hmm. walking out uh, or coming on, making an appearance at a Champions League game? It was, it, it, I can't really remember, but I just, at, at the time we, we were losing. So it was a bit like, go on, get yourself on then try and score a goal. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was one of them moments. Um, I think I only played about 10 minutes. I remember the, I remember I gave the ball away. And a funny thing is the guy, the guy who tackled me, his name is um, his name was Ricardinho, and he come to, he come to Oxford when I was there years later, and I didn't. I, I he was like, I was like, where did I sent him like, where have you played now? And he's like, oh, I was at Melbourne. And I was like, oh, when was you there? And he was like, this year. And I was like, did you play against Rangers in the Champions League? And he was like, yeah, I played a left back, but I came on on the right. So I, re I always remember like him and like th that night was it was weird. Like it was like when you come on in that kind of game and that level of I weren't good enough to be on that pitch do you know what I mean like you, you look back now and what am I doing on playing in the Champions League do you know what I mean but at the time it was just like it was class I remember like texting my mates and after like oh you come on and you got a decent bonus for it as well so I was buzzing I was thinking oh yeah I'm gonna get a good bonus for this coming on the Champions League and stuff and it was it was it was a bit, it was a bit surreal to be honest it's, I just remember thinking like just a lad from Burton played in the Champions, like came on in, in the Champions League. It was it was weird. It was weird to be honest. Now that that and I don't know where that top is from tonight, but that's why I'm raging. What's that? Sorry, I don't know where the top is from that night. Oh no! <laughs> no. But I know. that that I don't know where it is. for me, like when I went on the stadium, obviously reading up a bit deeper on you, knowing you've been out of the Champions League, I was excited to ask you about that, and that's upsetting yeah. for that to be in taken away from you because all you thought about is it's work yeah and that feeling of you imagine i don't know what would 15 year old Kane hemmings be like when you say bro you're going to walk out on a champions league game like probably yeah. thought about that running around your garden like <laughs> i think if, if i had been like starting the game i think it would have been a bit more surreal a bit more like excitement but because you come on with like 10 minutes to go and You've got it's a job like, to do 
it's they get yeah the game's a bit more desperation to it like we need a goal kind of thing it was a bit more um I look, I look back at it now and I'm proud that like I, you know what I mean it's something you can say like I, pl- I played in the Champions League but um well some people try and take it away from me say it's just a quiet but I, I'm no nah, I'm not letting them have that but I think that's same again getting on to what we're going to get on to um that's couldn't bring on those pressures of people saying that like Oh well, you you've never you've never signed for Man United, so like mm-hmm. you are still a professional yeah. footballer and you've still made an appearance at the Champions League. You've played in FA Cup matches. You've been to big stadiums around the world. And I think that can add to those pressures of people saying, "Well, you didn't do this or you haven't been there." It's like, yeah. well, it's just well, as- always, yeah. There's always yeah. There's always going to be people that like say say for instance. Um, Say for instance, so, so I, I'm I, this season I scored over uh, my hundredth league goal, and I'm obviously that's something I'm really proud of. And there's still like a few things people will be like, oh, the ones in Scotland don't count now. Do, do you know what I mean? Like it's like no, they do. <laughs> you only score them like with what's in front of you. Do you know what I mean? So they, they do count, but there's always going to be people that try and take little things away. Haters, whether it's out of banter, yeah. You, whether it's out of banter or the haters, it's nah, it is what it is. Isn't it? Obviously, that's just the world that you live in. With all stuff like that, with 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 the mental mental health and stuff being so big, it's okay when it's the right people. Yeah, yeah. Like I suppose yeah, if, you if, you're, if, if your if your partner dropped it in there, or when your son grows up and he drops it in there, you'd be like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. but if it's like yeah. you, like you said in your in your write up, if it's trolls that don't even know you, then mm-hmm. it probably comes a bit more. You start to debate that and start to change your mind on what you think is is a goal and a key achievable for yeah, you. I think I used. I would have definitely used to. Yeah. Now I'm just meh. Don't really pay attention to it now. Do you know what I mean? But I used to like definitely. Yeah. Like I definitely let people like you read comments and stuff, and you think, has he got a point? Has he not got a point? Like, and it plays in your mind then going forward. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So very successful career at Rangers skip a few years a really successful career uh, or time at Dundee mm-hmm. um you had you were linked at that time because you were such a rated player a two mil pound two mil move to Beijing um yeah. linked to the Jamaican squad yeah 26 goals in that season in all competitions yeah. I should I tried to get my Jamaican passport for whatever reason I couldn't get it I was, I was meant I was I was meant to I'd spoke to the manager and stuff so I was meant to go away but I just for whatever technical reason, my um, struggle to get a passport. Then you were uh, nominated um, for the PFA Player of the Year and yep. also got the SPFL Player of the Month Yeah, uh, while she were there. So, for a still, <laughs> still quite a young player, very yeah. successful season, but it wasn't all as it seemed, right? No. No, it was um, on the pitch, brilliant, like training, brilliant. Like it's just when you're, like I said before, when you're, when you've got, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like when you just go home every night and it's just you and your thoughts and for whatever reason, things aren't making you happy and you're just there alone. Um, I just... 
I just hated it. I just hated like I just hated life. I just hated like I was bitter. I was like just a lot of things and just um that season kind of like like I said in the thing just broke down at the end of the season crying thinking like what is wrong with me like why why do I feel like this way and I, even at that time I, I remember I, I, I spoke to I did speak to someone at the time but I just weren't like I didn't vibe with them do you know what I mean I was like I'm not speaking to anyone again like this this guy don't get me like he's telling me like do you know I don't know if you've like had like thirst or like spoke to anyone they're like he's like what do you what do you like doing and I'm like oh, I like, love music and like, oh, I've like I had some decks at the time he's like oh, I just go on the decks like that'll like try that and I'm like is that the solution to like why I feel sad every day like just <laughs> make a mixtape <laughs> I was like this guy don't get me I'm not vibing with him so I just kind of left it and um I don't know it was just that I think it was a combination of like the season before it was a combination of things. So when I when I left Rangers to go into Calden Beef, it was an ego like hit. Like you go from having your own flat to like what I thought was a nice car to you have to get rid of all that stuff. You can't afford it anymore. Now you're at college three days a week to kind of picking it back up again at Barnsley, moving home, which is the first time I've been home in six years, like on a regular basis, to then going away again on your own like no one to talk to and just trying to like i just couldn't process i couldn't process everything and like i was just i thought i was just sad like all the time like and i I just went to like i drink midweek and go out like every weekend just just reckless like train on a monday still drunk probably the best player there because i just didn't care but just drunk like stinking and it I just like I just didn't, but now now I kind of got that the pressures of football, but not not just football, just being all. So yeah, you say you'd spoken to people, but you just weren't. Um, you're just not feeling. Is could that have been your age, or maybe the the stigma around not feeling okay? Because it's only been the last say two three years that men mainly will happily sit there and say i'm not okay um i I knew i wasn't okay but i just didn't know how to express it i didn't uh, when i look back now i didn't tell that guy what was really wrong at the time do you know what i mean i was like i avoided stuff like talking about um what I feel like when I'm on my own, what thoughts run through my head, um, feelings about childhood and my dad and thinking about him and um, feelings in general. I tried, I didn't really open up to him. So that's probably why he just came back with got on the decks. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like he probably didn't have much for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because you were but still actually, you thought you were opening up, but you weren't opening up. Yeah, I didn't really, I, I, I didn't know how to process in my mind. That's, it took me a long time to really, not figure out, but like, finally, once I spoke to someone, I actually open up and tell them all the things that are like on my mind and what I think about. So when you, um, you had <laughs> your real feeling of, you know what, why, why do I feel like this? 
was that then you spoke to somebody or did you was it was it quite a few like years after that you just kept suffering with this um no not until not until i'd uh, i don't even know what to call it but let's call it a breakdown where i'm telling people like i just want to die i want to kill like stuff like that not until that point not until Soph really was like, right, we're calling someone, you have to speak to someone. Did I really address it? Yeah, the woman sought you out. <laughs> until. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, yeah, finally, yeah. Until, like, I, before that, I was just like, sad. Like, I, I love being in the house, you know what I mean? Like, it takes a lot, of, like, so forth sometimes has to force me to go out the house, but I just feel comfortable here. But it's not good for me to be just in sitting all the time, you know what I mean? But that's when you're just a young lad going from club to club to club and you have no one really around you, that's all you do. You feel so alone. that's what you get comfortable with. Yeah, you just feel alone all the time. So you almost get comfortable being in your own, on your own, being alone in your own thoughts. And did you, you know have, people? did you have like a, a, a manager, uh, like a, not a manager, yeah, someone who, what they call agent. Agent. Did you ever talk to your agent? Do you feel like you could talk to your agent? Or were you just literally like, well, then I might I might screw up the next move or the next big move for me? No, nah, I was never, I was just never that close with my agent at the time, that, that the agent I was with at the time. It wasn't, it wasn't that kind of relationship where I would have um, do you, do you spoke f- to him. I remember like people, I remember trying to speak to people about it, not like, if people were speaking, I'd be like, yeah. Say people, you know, when people are talking about mental health now, it's, if, if it's something you've suffered with and I wouldn't necessarily say I've suffered with it, but I've, I've experienced parts of it. It's very, I, f- I feel like people who are going through it, who want to speak about it, are very easily recognised. Do you know what I mean? The way that they kind of enter conversations and the way that they ask, like, you know that they're probing to speak about something. Yeah, I was I was one of them. Like, can someone ask me if I'm okay, and then I'll speak to you, rather than just being like, "Hi." Um, so you like, could have to my mates like, "Can I speak to you about this?" Because I'm a, like, so you could have a conversation yeah. about it, but it was someone else triggering the conversation, yeah. so people don't think that it's you that has the problem. Yeah. What's the thing? Because yeah. because yeah. it's so scary to talk about, um, and especially men, obviously men, 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 yeah, men don't want to show any weakness. And young, cocky, successful footballer, yeah. you don't want to say. Men. Black men, black men, <laughs> 100%. Black, no, black men do not want to speak about their problems. Yeah. Because what yeah. are black men? They're, they're cool, they're arrogant, they're, they've got a swag about. Nothing's wrong with, nothing's ever wrong with us, but yeah. <laughs> half of us are dying inside. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're just not going to speak about it because it might ruin our image. Yeah. So like, when and especially as... That is not cool. That is what is not cool. Like feeling sad every single day for a reason that you're not unsure of. That's not cool. Like that's sad. <laughs> do you, and do you feel that maybe youngsters um, in your same position that are coming through the ranks now, do you think they would, they need a better support network or do you think they get um, that now? I think they do. Yeah. I think it's important that they have, people within the game that they're close to and people outside the game that they're close to. I think it's difficult for clubs to put that in place because 
it's not really it is their responsibility but also it's not do you know what I mean like end of the day you're there to do a job like once you leave it's like like how far can they go to make sure that you're okay like it's nice if they did but in the say in any job it's not really their responsibility I just feel it's important that kids that are grown up now playing that they have a close network of people who understand the situation that they're in which is difficult to find sometimes as well. Like if you're a sport, like someone who understands, like if you come home and like start talking about football and what went wrong and stuff like that, to say, like if I went and spoke about my mum, she'd be, she wouldn't know what I'm talking about probably. But having someone like your friends who can relate to what you're saying and then people within the game that you can speak to as well is, it's, it's important. And do you feel that obviously because times have changed very quickly, in the last say five mm-hmm. five to ten years around mental health yeah obviously social media plays a massive part a mm-hmm. massive part in the positivity and also probably eight percent negativity um yeah. and do you feel obviously you were struggling with that because you're in the limelight at the end of the day yeah. and if you're not i go to work if i do my job uh well the job i'm doing now i don't want to do but job I'm doing now I go to work if I do it badly I come home that's it whereas you you go do a job if you do it badly you come home you're being told for weeks later you did your job bad um yeah. and to some people and it's you just... might not be doing your you might not be doing your job the week after as well because someone else is doing it for you you're sitting next to the manager <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets even worse because they come out again right the trolls and the people who like to have a say um, I think I think a lot of people forget with sports people, they see the weekend games, they see you on TV and say, he's having a bad game or he's had a few bad games, but they forget that you're human. Yeah, of course. They, 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 like, they, they don't know what's going on in your personal life that might be leading to all this. Like, for instance, when Carter was born, you're tired all the time. Like, you're up in the night, you're doing the night feed, you're tired when you're training and you get home and you're doing the fees and like if you for like newborn baby like it's imagine how many players are playing now that have a newborn baby that are just tired all the time and then they're trying to they're trying to take that into a game on a Saturday and you're three four percent down from what you usually would be but that that them fine margins are what are going to define the game and it might be you that makes a mistake it might be you that misses an opportunity in the last minute because for whatever reason that you're not there. That's just an example that I'm giving, but they pay to get into the stadium. So they feel like they can say whatever they want and voice their opinion, whichever way they want. We're the fans who do what we want. Paul. Did, did you have any troubles with um, like outside, not outside pressures um, of uh, like obviously supporting a family and money, etc. But did you have problems with, people saying things, social media, that type thing, that added on to where you already were at? Uh, um, Well, when I was at um, at Barnsley, um, you you take it quite personally, but I think what what I realise now is you can't can't take it personally because it's just like, it's, it's just people in their emotions side using their emotions and you kind of understand that because footballers are performers but when does that yeah. when 
that line cross? Yeah. When when do people cross that line? It's like forget that you're human. That's forget. why it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, that's why I will never. I very rarely tweet about football or anything that I think about football because who am I? Do you know what I mean? Like, why am I giving my opinion? Like, because you can guarantee a lot of the players, like people tweet something, say I have a bad game and someone tweets, oh, Kane, he was rubbish today. Most players will like, a lot of players search their name after games to see what people are saying about them. That's not so, good. No, it's not. That's why I, I, I don't do it, but players do. Because they want to, like, they're seeking that, like, gratification, do you know what I mean, all the time. And that's, when you're not getting it and it's all negative, it can have a massive impact, impact on how, like, people perform the next week because they know that they've got all these people on their back. It, <laughs> you'd be, you, you can't not let it affect you almost, do you know what I mean? Especially if you were then going back to having nobody to talk to with all these negative things oh, being yeah, thrown at you, that. with your own negative thoughts, because at the end of the day, you, you want to perform. So you're telling yourself you did shit. Then you've got yeah, thousands I'm of I'm already people. unhappy with my performance. And then yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then you've got, you've got no one to talk yeah, to and you've got no one to say, yeah, Kane, you were no. pretty bad, but we'll be better next week or whatever because managers aren't always truthful as such. No, no, of course, yeah, and it's um, that was probably my first experience of it as well. So I took that quite, um, like I said, I took it quite personally. But I think I did, I, I ended up. Well, I think when I went to Oxford, deleting Twitter and not using, not being public on social media platforms as much then because I didn't want to deal with that at all. I just wanted to have my little bubble that my friends on social media and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm public now, but I know that it's not going to annoy me now. I know that like, all right, cool, whatever. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Do you well, know what I mean? Like, I'm you, you see that from... going on 29 now. I'm not going to let people bring me down. Good. That's nice to hear, man. Um, yeah. You see a lot of that happening now that you'll see an account and it like say your, your account that people think is you, it's literally just all football. Just all football, just to keep everyone happy. But mm -hmm. you'll have your own private one where you're doing other hobbies. You're DJing, you're playing with the decks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I think that's going to help a lot because you're not, you're like, you know, yeah, it's a football, leave it. Post it, leave it, keep the fans happy. But then you still get your outlay and yeah. the gratification from friends, family about the stuff that, yeah. I'm not saying football and your job doesn't matter, but the real stuff that matters, like with your little <laughs> one and... The thing is, as well, when you're like in my position now, every football player is, every athlete, every everyone that's in like sort of, everyone's their own brand. So people need to use that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, not that, well, you are your brand, but not that I am a brand of such, but I like to use my social media now to advertise what I'm doing in the community or. Um, little things that I want to give people because you're a brand. You, you, social media now is it's you can make money from it. Do you know what I mean? People make money from social media, so you'd be not stupid, but it's it's another tool in your arsenal if you can use it the right way. Which yeah. hopefully over time I, I I I can do. So that's why I'm now public on these platforms because I want you know, 
you're trying to build a perceived image of yourself. Do you know what I mean? And that can help. But then there's also the aspect of our generation use social media to interact with friends and family and things like that. And how much do you give? Do you know what I mean? To the public who you don't know and how much do you keep to yourself? So that's why you might find people that have a private account and an open account because, do you know what I mean? You can't be down in pints on a Saturday night on your public just, account because you always, inevitably, you, yeah, inevitably, people, well, what are you doing? You can't be doing that. <laughs> why not? <laughs> I'm normal just like you. We don't have a game on Tuesday. Like, we're off tomorrow. Why can't I have a drink with everyone else? And I think that's, you've said it, you've touched on it quite a lot as well. And you just said now, like you've obviously got through what you've been through. You're old now. You don't care what people think. And I think it's that line of understanding where it's like, well, that person, what they've said doesn't actually have an effect on my life. That's just them having yeah. an opinion and being able to detach from that. Yeah. Um, but like that we've... Comes with time. That comes with time and maturity and age and experience and... It comes with a lot of things. Like when you're just 23, 24, you might not understand that as much. I can't, I can't imagine what the feeling would be like though. The over, overwhelming feeling of thinking that you've made it to where you want to make it to, but then you're alone. You're thinking about money, family, yeah. pressures That's of what, fans, pressures yeah. of managers, and you've got nobody to talk to. Huh. Yeah. Cause uh, well, well the, the money thing at this level, it's yeah, you're still earning decent money, but it's not, it's not money that's going to change your life. It's not money where you're going to retire and never have to work again. It's, it, it's, it's not that, do you know what I mean? So, um, especially for a, a lot of players at this level, you're paying, you're, you're playing, I feel like you're playing for your next contract to be able to keep going. Do you know what I mean? Like, but eventually it's going to keep going down and down and down and, when, we, when I'm getting to 35, ending my football career, let's call him your average Joe, is in the twilight of his professional career in a normal job and has got that job secured for maybe the next 20, 30 years. Any athlete is starting again, completely blank slate. Do you know what I mean? That, that, that for me was one of the massive things that I used to think about, like, like if this doesn't work, like, what am I going to do? I've got bills to pay like everyone else. So even more precious because you're thinking about what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, at that of time. So have you, um, since, since um, I'm not going to say recovering, but since coming out of that dark place, have you created any plan, uh, like creating something that you're going to go into uh, after, well, after football? I started doing my coaching badges, but they weren't for me. Like, I, I don't want to be out on a football pitch coach. I just can't see myself doing it. I, I want to be doing stuff like this. I want to be speaking. That's why I'm trying to create that, like I said, with social media. And that's why I did the article that I did. Not for, um, it was never something I planned to do. But once I'd spoke to the person I'd spoke to and he'd read it, he was like, you can use this in a way, hopefully, that, gains traction, allows you to speak about it and presents opportunities in the future around these kind of things. I, I love sitting down and talking to people about Insp this kind of stuff. Inspire people. Health and how it impacts. If, yeah, if that's the word you want to use, but just 
I never want anyone to feel like I used to feel sometimes. And I'm not saying that I was in the deepest, darkest place because I'm sure there's people that have been lower than me and that have hit like full on rock bottom. But it's since I've done that, the amount of players that I've played with that are still playing, that have reached out and been like, yeah, like I get it. Like we're all in that same boat and it's, no one speaks about it. So can I be someone to do something about it? I don't know. Nothing might come of it, but hopefully that's the kind of career path I want to take. Not saying that other people have taken uh, the wrong angle at it, but I love that you've taken that angle. Not You haven't gone clothing brand. You haven't gone uh, DJ label because you, you like to mix. Keeping that a hobby. Because mm-hmm. that could be what, not ruin football for you because you are a professional footballer, but you say like you, you started to lose that love of what a kid was like kicking around on a field or kicking around on the island with some cones and, and your mates. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you've kept DJing as a hobby um, and you're keeping that to yourself. You're not so long going to be the next big DJ, the next big clothing brand. You've actually thought, I'm going to help people this way, which then mm-hmm. might profit me, well, you, by yeah. profit in helping others. And I think that is a... And, 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 yeah, and at the minute, it's not like, not not that obviously you think, but it's not about the profit. At the, like, I, I hope that comes in the future, but I just hope that it might not, like I said, but if there's opportunities that can come from me speaking about it that then lead into me having like a free-flowing transition from football into like something like that, brilliant. Like it's it's... That's that's the intention, that's and you get to help people along the way. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's what I, that's what I love. Like you were saying, this whole black male persona ego you have to put on, and I love the fact of that one you've spoken out, but two, you want to use that dark place to help others. And like I say, not you're not even thinking about making money out of it. But if mm-hmm. you if you can make a career out of helping people, clothes yeah. clothes don't help people. DJ and music makes people feel better, but it doesn't help people. Whereas what you're going to do could bring hundreds to thousands of people from ultimately killing themselves. Yeah. Um, and I love that you've taken down that barrier, that ego, that wall to say, I'm happy that I want to help people now with where I was at. Um, yeah. I think, and I think that's a great angle. For I think it's you to take. understanding where, where I was, what I was feeling and being happy to speak not everyone's going to be happy to speak about it I don't I, I always used to, I, I always used to think like not maybe it sounds bad but you know when you'd read it like oh another one say, another one saying it another one saying it and I used to think like how is everyone saying it like everyone can't be like this but the majority of people are do you know what I mean the majority of people feel that way and I, I, for anyone that feels like they're in a dark place. Like you're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad weeks, but when it starts festering into months and years and a lot of the time for men, for men, they don't understand, like men, men don't know what they're feeling. They don't know. Like we don't understand our emotions. It's like, what? I don't know what I'm thinking. Do you know what I mean, I don't know what I'm feeling. It takes a lot to be able to understand it and dissect it. Do you know what I mean? Like, for in, well, when Carter was born, I started thinking about my dad loads and like my dad's never been on our life, but I started to think about him and I, just, I couldn't understand why I was thinking about him, but it's because I never want my son to feel what I felt. Do you know what I mean? Never want my son to 
to feel like, why, mum, why is dad not turned up again this week? Do you know what I mean? I never want my son to go through that. And I couldn't process why I was thinking about that so much and why it was getting me down. That's why you have to speak and get it out to understand it and move past it. Just like little memories and thoughts in the back of your yeah. mind that what you felt like as a child and you couldn't work out yeah. like what what yeah that yeah that's, 100%. That, that's an amazing way to put it um and i actually did a podcast with my mom um a few weeks back and we started to go into i actually people learned about my life that i hadn't even known because i'd never uh-huh. spoke to my mom about it because my dad walked out when i was two what? i saw him i saw him throughout but never as much as i feel you should see a dad and I feel exactly the same as what you do. As soon as I have a child, I'm going to give that child so much because of how I felt. I can't comprehend. And this, you don't want to get into him, but like, how can someone have like a kid and just like, nah, I'm not turning up tonight. I just don't get that. Do you know what I mean? And as a kid, it kills you. Do you know what I mean? You're like, but what people don't realize is that you'll carry that round for years and years and years and years and little things will keep probing that. Do you know what I mean? Probing that and you'll carry it for so long. And then for me, it was when Carl was born, I was like, why am I thinking about my dad all the time? Like, why is he always in my mind? And you, it's because you never want my, I never want my son to feel the way that I did. And that's that, so- was, that, was, that was a lot of the, like a bit of the piece that, because obviously the guy that done the piece just focused sheerly on the football aspect of it. There was, there's a lot more to why I felt the way that I did, like my dad, um, especially. And obviously there was a lot more to it. So stuff like that was what I'd be thinking about in the house as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I take it that's where the, when you, when you were brave enough to sort help, I take it that's where they delved into. They didn't care about the trolls, the football pressure. It was like, let's get back to the yeah. roots to, to where this yeah, of is. Course, really. yeah. the, first thing they, you know, the first thing they say is like, give me like a roadmap of your childhood and you go through like things that, so what do you remember from this age? And it's like, and then, and then you get, well, I remember my my dad leaving and then you remember like sitting at the window and he doesn't turn up and them kind of things there. And, um, you, you, you kind of getting all that out allows you, cause I'd never spoken about it at 21. Just talking about it helped me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd never told anyone that kind of stuff. So, um, just talking about it and getting it out helped me. I felt, I felt like that was the what I needed the most. Obviously, people need to be guided through things. I think I was still at a place where I just had to get everything out. Not necessarily, like people are in a bad place and they need stuff to, people will be given like antidepressants and stuff like that. And they're in like a real serious place where they need help daily. I didn't need that. I just needed to, everything that I'd held on to for 10, 15, 20 years, get it out of my system and start again. And like I said, at the end, at the end, you feel like you're floating. You feel unbelievable that you can, oh my God, I've just got all that out. Like you've been carrying around for so long and you like to think you're a better person for it. And it's crazy that it wasn't like you just suddenly said some stuff and other reactions are going to come from that, like changes just mm-hmm. saying stuff, the fact that can make you feel so good. I think yeah. people don't get that until they've done it, which is why they don't do it, if you know what I mean. 
yeah, I'd, I'd recommend um, Eileen, who I spoke to, to anyone, like anyone at all, because some, sometimes for people, it's talking to someone that they don't know helps them. Do you know what I mean? Like you're speaking to someone who, you're speaking to a stranger who isn't judging you, but you know they're there for your best intentions rather than, you can go and speak to your friends and your family, but they're also not trained to ask the right questions. Do you know what I mean? This is why I love speaking about it as well, because I feel like when you speak to people now, you're not that you're trained to ask the right questions, but you kind of know the next question to answer because you've been in that situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you Where know, I might, say, I might say something to you and you'd be like, yeah, I get that, this, 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 and this. It's like, well, how does that make you feel? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, nor, your normal person doesn't ask that question. It's just a reaction to what you're saying. It's not a... Um, and I suppose friends yeah. and family, friends and family, even if they do tell you, tell you sometimes how it is, it's not as much as they need to tell you it's like mm -hmm. a, oh you're gonna be okay or uh, oh i know how you feel well, yeah, yeah, no, yeah no you don't know how i feel yeah and yeah stop telling me it's gonna be okay because it's not gonna be okay like whereas oh, a, a stranger it's not, yeah, it's, it's not okay guys <laughs> <laughs> the world is not okay like yeah. you don't know what's happening in here right now yeah whereas a stranger will will they won't tell you that They'll, no. they'll they'll tell you, all right, Kane, that's that's not okay to be think, thinking that. That's not okay. Yeah. Why are um, you thinking that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, the like the the right questions to ask, which is when I felt like that's what I needed as well. Yeah. So we'll dive just dip back into football for a second. What would be your main tip for a youngster wanting to make it as a footballer? Um work hard. Don't be don't be embarrassed to work hard because I'm sure you know as an athlete sometimes you can be labelled as the busy one, the the one that's doing a bit too much. They're the ones that succeed. They're the ones that ultimately, even if they don't succeed at that level, they'll succeed at some level because they will have that natural drive and that natural work rate that will get them to a level. So uh, work hard, be humble because you'll get humbled at some point. So be ready for it and when you be get, humble. When you get nutmegged, when you get nutmegged at some point. Anything, yeah. <laughs> anything. Be humble and try and enjoy it as much as you can. Because don't, don't lose the love for the, it. The, the, the lows may outweigh outweigh the highs a lot of the time, but enjoy the highs when you get them. Because you don't know when the next one's gonna come. Amazing. So then pushing on to what you want to do in the future, um, are you open to, to speak to people at, at the moment or is that something you want to start doing when your playing career is finally over? Um, I've not mapped it out yet as such, but I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone around anything, anyone at all. But um, like I said, hopefully me speaking about what I spoke about may open some doors in some capacity to talk on it if it doesn't then it, it it doesn't but um yeah the ultimate goal is just to help as many people as possible okay. if i can help the community i, I enjoy doing the charitable stuff i enjoy uh the stuff i'm kind of trying to do at the minute with the 
the local charity helping out at the minute and trying to get people involved in that. So you've been cooking meals, then, yeah? No, not at the minute. There's something me and my friend are gonna do, but um, <laughs> we're on the Easter egg hunt at the minute. So we're just trying to collect as many Easter eggs as possible for people um, within Burton and just 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 give them out. They're trying to collect a thousand, so we're well over six seven hundred at the minute. So um, that's ace. That's ace. Little, little things like that, yeah. Just so would it's you? Nice. It's nice just to help. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a rewarding feeling. That's why I enjoy. It. I don't make money out of this. But if one person can say, Sam, I loved that interview with Kane and that's actually helped me, I, I, mm -hmm. I just feel, I feel so yeah. good. Like, yeah, it's, so good. Good. it's amazing. It's amazing. So if um, anyone wanted to reach out for you, is, is, do you have a, an email address that you maybe have or where people could? Um, just DM me on Instagram, DM, DM me on Twitter, get in touch. I'll, I'll receive it and I'll, and I'll get back to them. I had some... I had some lad message me from Portugal after I put the thing out and he was he said he was suffering with the same thing. He's over there, he's he's on his own, he's not playing, how do you deal with it? And I had a full-blown conversation with him just trying to say, listen, it's try and relax, try and embrace the fact that you're not the only one that will be in that position. In like take comfort in knowing that you are not the only one that will be sitting scared before a game. Take comfort like people put on fronts so take comfort in that and just try and relax and enjoy it and we had a quite a good conversation about this never met him before so some <laughs> some lad from portugal so that was quite nice anyone yeah Get what's your what's your instagram kane uh what is mine's kane h10 underscore i think and twitter same it's exactly the same yeah okay awesome Thanks for coming Pleasure. on, Kane. I love that. I appreciate you having me on. Enjoyed it. That was good. Um, Perfect. Thanks for joining us on the Coffee with no Sam worries. podcast. A little coffee and a podcast. Mm -hmm.